Bill, the video's still not working. Would you come up here and just talk about it a little bit? Please stand with me in honor of the word of God, if you're able. Hear God's word. Luke 24, 50 through 53. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. Acts 1, 1 through 11. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. The word of God for the people of God. about the ascension. I titled this portion of scripture that we read, um, The Ascension. Ever heard a sermon on the ascension? Jesus? I haven't heard too many. I wanted to also connect in our reading the text from Luke and Acts. If you're reading the Bible together and in our reading program, what it did was it uh, linked Luke and acts together. Luke is the writer of both of those. So last week I preached from uh, Luke 1. Uh, Luke was writing his gospel to Theophilus. And then here in our reading today, you have that connection also in Acts 1. He's talking about the first book that he wrote, which was Luke. The first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. He says, until the day when he was taken up, the ascension, until the day he ascended. So Luke wrote his gospel, and as we read today, the last 
verses of Luke are about the ascension. That's how the gospel of Luke ends. He parted from them and was carried up into heaven. That's the end of the gospel of Luke and the ascension. What portion does this play in our doctrines that we know? We hear a lot of preaching and should about the birth of Jesus. We're going to celebrate the advent, the the arrival of Jesus, the Word made flesh, coming up this Christmas. We make a big uh, hoopla about that, and we should. And around Easter, we make a big uh, hoopla about the cross, and we should. The cross and Jesus crucified should be in all of our preaching and on the on our lips continually. The the glory and boasting in the cross of Christ. Amen. And also during that. Good Friday and that Holy Week, we celebrate the resurrection. Powerful, isn't it? The resurrection of Jesus. You know that Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, you know, without that, man, everything I'm doing up here is, is vain. All our preaching is in vain. Our, you know, our faith is vain if, if Jesus hasn't risen from the dead. I mean, it just solidifies the incarnation and the, and the cross. Meanwhile, with this gospel that we've read today, Luke and Acts ending with the ascension, the ascension sinks at the end of the couch, lonely and ignored. I want to bring it maybe a little bit to the forefront, and by doing so, I don't want to discount the preaching of the incarnation and the celebrations we have of the glorious cross and of his resurrection, but the ascension is that like final exclamation point note on the resurrection saying Jesus is Lord he really is Lord he's Lord over it all man he defeated he's won I mean like look at this old Theophilus look at the end of this and now I'm going to begin this next book right it, it ended it started here and it ended with his exaltation, you know, him being his ascension, him being lifted up, carried away into heaven. And now in this second book, O Theophilus, I've dealt, in the first book, I dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up and after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. And in Acts 1-9, he says, when this actually happens, he begins with this. Again, he ends it with Luke, and now he's starting in Acts and emphasizing the ascension. In verse 9, he says, And when he had said these things, these final words, as they were looking on, get back there, kind of like, kind of a face stretcher, right? As they were looking on, Jesus is saying their final words, and it says, He was lifted up. I mean, if you have a problem you know, with uh, the virgin birth, and you have a problem with Jesus crucified, you know, it's either, you know, foolishness to the, to the Jews and a foolishness to the Gentiles and a stumbling block to the Jews and all the, all the stumbling blocks that are there and all the things that Jesus did, his resurrection and, and did he really rise from the dead? No man has ever raised from the dead. I mean, dead's the final word. Dead's dead. But, you know, resurrected, I mean, struggle with that, you know, believe in that. But if you, if you struggle with any of those things, you've got to think right here that the story of the beginning of the book of Acts 
Now, you're writing to, uh, you know, most excellent Theophilus. This guy's got to be one of those Greeks that wanted to know the truth. And he's saying, here's what I have to tell you, Theophilus, to root your faith in and to give you these many proofs as these witnesses were looking on. He was lifted up. wonder we don't talk about that very much because you're going to struggle with that you know what is this some kind of star wars movie or you know some kind of thing i mean what is it you know kind of some kind of buddha story of some kind of levitation thing or you know what is this some kind of funny movie some kind of story no these are the convincing proofs of the gospel theophilus i want you to know that witnesses were looking on and he was lifted up Human body, man, glorified as it was right before this. And Luke, he had eaten a piece of fish. He said, I'm not a ghost. Give me that piece of fish. It wasn't just a piece of fish. It was a piece of broiled fish. That's an eyewitness little note. No one would put that in unless they were eyewitnesses. Just include broiled because they saw it broiled. That's why it's a proof. He wasn't a ghost. He's flesh and bone he says feel me and now they're looking at him and he starts his second book with the things that jesus continued to do started them with the luke the things that he began to do now he's continued to do them and he's starting with leaving how's he going to continue to do them he's leaving he's departing it's sad jesus is leaving he's leaving us ascension sad he was lifted up in a cloud 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 took him out of their sight this morning Teresa and I were sitting inside having our coffee that looks out the windows and dawn came I like to be there in the dark just watch dawn come up open the window and look at the trees and just sit dawn came this morning with a mighty rushing wind <laughs> it was blowing like crazy all night kind of kept me up it had been blowing it blew so hard that it finally blew down our frisbee out there that was stuck in that tree way up there were you guys at the fellowship out there it was a big frisbee this big and we brought uh audrey and samuel they're down with their grandma and roswell this weekend and we missed rice when we shipped them this morning but they're gone too but they were here with their whole neighborhood they brought the neighborhood gang the lali's gang that's the street i live on and they brought about five kids, and they were out there being rowdy, and they were throwing these big frisbees. And, and, and of course, you know, we threw one up just to see how high it would go, and it got stuck in the tree, and we couldn't get it down. But we had two, so they played with the other one, and that one wouldn't come down. And this morning when we came, I looked, and that, tr and that frisbee was on the ground. Like, that wind did it. Well, that wind last night did it. Finally, all the other winds didn't do it, but it brought that frisbee down. But as we were looking out the window window of the car with the frisbee on the ground back in the living room setting the light and dawn came up and it hit these huge brilliant white clouds i mean they were bright man the sun was just coming up and just boom hitting these clouds on the western horizon sun's way over here can't see it but you can see its light and it's like that and it's brilliant you can see them kind of moving but it looks like they're not moving because they're so huge you just still see these huge, giant, just white, 
really distinct boundary, not the real, let's be one, but just the distinct over the mountains, just bright, kind of, you know, little gray, white, 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 and then the tips of them just brilliant white. And then the blue kind of is unbelievable. It like this. A blue, like no blue you could ever make up, no crayon, no marker, no no blue, no artist blue, no paint blue that I've ever seen ever before in any sunrise was this blue just today. That's God, new every morning, isn't he? I mean, new every morning, new at the sunsets. Nothing like him can paint those things. And nothing like him. There is no other God like our God. There, there is no other Lord. And this Lord was lifted up and ascended interesting there's you know lots of things about a cloud receiving someone but man that cloud for me this morning was like it was glorious it was brilliant white it it was glorious and that blue behind it was amazing Jesus, probably more glorious than that cloud, I thought. <laughs> but it was heaven open. It was, it was heaven opening up, this bright cloud that was receiving. That's the ascension, isn't it? That's a great doctrine. I want to know some more about that. But he who ascended must also have at some time descended. And you can't ascend unless you descend then descend John the Baptist put it this way you know I must decrease but he must increase I must descend that he might ascend so there's ascend and descend all through the Bible and I'll just kind of walk you through some text and I want you just to hear some of these words on ascension and, and descending, and I want you to maybe kind of soak them in. How about going back to the story of, of Genesis and Jacob? And Jacob's tired, and he lays his head on this rock, and verse 12 says, he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached into heaven, and behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, hear that? Ascending and descending. Bring about ascending and descending. See, you can't ascend unless you descend. There's something opening up in the heavens, ascending and descending. And behold, the Lord stood above and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring all the families of the earth will be blessed. Behold, I am with you, and I will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. That's God who promises something and delivers. And you know who that offspring was? That descendant of 
Jesus. Jesus is that, that ultimate offspring. And you know what? He's that ladder. He's that ladder. Saying, well, where do you get that from, Bobby? Good. Good question. I like this story where Jesus calls Nathaniel. You guys probably remember calling Matthew, you know, Peter and Simon, bringing Peter, you know, Andrew, and, you know, these great stories. But very few people remember John 1 where he calls Nathaniel. And when he calls Nathaniel, Nathaniel comes walking up, and one of the disciples bring him, hey, Nathaniel, come and see this guy we found, Jesus of Nazareth. He's the Lord. He's the Christ. And Nathaniel's words are, town and he goes come come and see and he comes and he's approaching Jesus sees him and says behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile indeed man there's something about Nathaniel and he's coming he's he's not this ultimate sinner guy he's this guy in whom there is no guile from the words of Jesus an ultimate Israelite I mean this guy's doing it right and he goes, how do you know me, Lord? And Jesus says, I saw you while you were under the fig tree. Something happened under that fig tree that Jesus saw and knew and was there. We don't know. He just says he saw him under the fig tree. And it's so powerful, the encounter that Nathaniel must have had under that fig tree that he just told, told Jesus, Lord, right there, you're him. And Jesus says, after I tell you I saw you under the fig tree, you believe, you will see of Jacob standing on that rock and on that ladder from earth all the way up in heaven. Angels ascending and descending. Jesus says, you will see the heavens open and angels ascending and descending. Now what ladder? The Son of Man. You'll see this. It's a powerful revelation. It's about ascension. That's what I'm talking about today. The ascending and descending on Jesus. You'll see these things more. You'll be there when Luke writes to O Theophilus and you'll be standing there and I'll be giving you my final words and I'll be lifted up from heaven. You're going to be there, Nathaniel. Man, he saw it. He saw the heavens open up. And I bet that was a lot more glory in that cloud than the one that he saw under that fig tree that day. So I better reminded him of it. There, the disciples were there. There were many eyewitnesses, and he was lifted up from the earth. And they're like, Yeah, he's the Lord. You know, when Nathaniel first said it, Yeah, you're the Lord. You saw me under that fig tree. You must be the Christ. You must be the Lord. Jesus said, You will see greater things. I will be lifted up from the earth, and I will draw all men into me. Yes, he had to descend. And so, celebrate the incarnation right amazing incarnation the word made flesh and what does it say what did he do when he was the word the eternal word of god the eternal son of god at god's right hand he left it all he left it all first corinthians said he who was rich became poor for you that's how paul put it in Corinthians, he who was rich, who had it all, became poor, gave it all up, and descended for you. He was the eternal word of God, and he became wrapped up in flesh. And John says in John 1, we beheld him as the glory, the only glory from the Father, only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. That's a glorious cloud. That's a glorious descending, being wrapped 
have you think of this? I mean, you might not think this has to do with ascending and descending, the, the greatest uh, portion of Scripture in all of Scripture. I don't think I've had a lot of portions of Scripture. But in this one, Philippians 2, you know, the, the song of the saints, you know, theologians say this is song, this is, this is like their apostle creed, this is what they sang. And it was like, have this mind in you, have this attitude, have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, who although he existed in the form of God, did not require, you know, re, you know, regard equality with God, a thing to be selfishly held on to, grasped, selfishly held on to, but he emptied out himself and he came down to this earth. He descended. That's what that scripture is about. It doesn't use that word, but he, he, he humbled himself. He, he veiled himself temporarily in the flesh. And, but people still saw his glory, people who, who had the eyes to see and the ears to hear still knew that it was him. But for many, he was just cloaked in this veil of flesh. And he was just stunk and smelled like every other human being because he really did. humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And what did he do at, the, at that death, that psalm? He sing, the saints sing, worthy is God. God has exalted him. Oh yeah, he descended, right? He humbled himself, right? He became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, humiliating, shame descending. Could you imagine? I mean, I can't can't imagine being the son of God, the eternal word of God, not having a beginning or an end. You can't imagine all the infinite glory. Everything made that was made was made through him. And he's dying on a cross. His obedience to the father led him to a death, not just a, a quick, simple, easy death, but mocking, humiliation, shame, hanging naked on a cross. The most kind of worst kind of death that our world kind of has really come up with, you know? torture you, to rob every ounce of your breath, being able to push up on spikes to try to get breath into your lungs till you're dead. That's a good, slow, torturous death. And that's what he did. That's descending to the descending pit of what this earth has to offer the righteousness of God in the flesh. That's what we have to our merits to offer. We will crucify you in the most horrible way that we can think of. And before we do, we will mock you as a king. We will mock you as a lord. We'll put a robe on you and beat you, as they prophesy. We'll spit on you. We'll humiliate you. And that's descending. But he is ascending today. Theophilus is saying, yeah, he descended. Back there in Philippians 2, gave him a name. name but then it says every knee will bow every knee will bow every knee and then you would think that would be enough just to say every knee because to me every knee means every knee but paul can't just say that he's got to say on the earth well yeah every knee's gonna bow every knee's gonna bow no i want you to know every knee's gonna bow on the earth and under the earth well, are those under the earth in heaven they will bow every knee every knee created will bow that's some ascension isn't it Oh, he lowered himself, didn't he? That's why. <laughs> Everyone wants to go to heaven, right? But nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to descend. But Jesus descended all the way for us. 
he's ascending. And in this passion, this passion of, of, of Luke here, Theophilus, I can see him clearly looking at him. And he is lifted up and ascending. So it, it just brings that incarnation. It doesn't take away from it, right? It makes it everything, the birth of Christ, the humbling being wrapped. But it does the same thing with the beauty of the cross. Obedient to the point of the cross. So the ascension and the truth of Jesus being lifted up doesn't take away from the cross. It only validates and confirms that the one who humbled himself on that cross ascended. He is Lord. He is gaining his throne through a cross. That's mind-boggling. He gained his power through humility to the point of death on a cross. And the ascension says, he did it. And it does the same thing with the resurrection. We're preaching the gospel. We're preaching the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus every week, every day, every day of our lives. And we're digging into the depths of that. But we're digging into the part of the gospel this morning that says, yeah, his birth, yeah, his perfect life, yeah, his humiliating death upon the cross, his shame-filled death upon the cross, yeah, his glorious resurrection. And we're saying the ascension is a vital part of that, and it's in the Word, and it magnifies the glory of the gospel. It magnifies the glory of his incarnation. It magnifies his perfect life, his death on the cross, and it magnifies the glory. The cloud received him, and it was a cloud, glorious and dazzling, and there was dazzling white men there. That's another word for bright, glorious angels from heaven. Men, white, glorious and then received up into a cloud. And he's, he's dazzling it like at the resurrection there was, right? So this ascension doesn't take away from the power of the resurrection, never. May it be, or any of these other doctrines, but it accentuates them, and it says, yes, 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 he is Lord. Yes, he was born of a virgin. Yes, he came down and lived a perfect life for you and me and fulfilled and pleased the Father perfectly obeying every one of his commands and laws, perfectly remaining one with the Father for us all that we could never do. Yes, this Jesus died. He died on the cross. He paid the price for our sins. He shed his blood. That blood has been applied on the mercy seat so that we might obtain mercy and grace from God. And yes, he rose from the dead. He is Lord and victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And yes, he has ascended. And that lifting up from the earth says yes to all of those things with an exclamation point. It says, this is the cloud I will receive him up to, and this is the glory my son deserves, and this is the glory that I'm giving him. This is the Jesus that you serve if you're a believer. This is the Jesus you follow. And when you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, this is what you're confessing. You're confessing he ascended, he's Lord. He's Lord. This is the Jesus of the gospel we preach. He is the one you follow. And he was lifted up. And what do those men in dazzling white say to them? Why standing, you know, gazing up here? That same Jesus, same man, Jesus, glorified body that was lifted up into that glorious cloud, the presence of God, also cloud 
is mentioned in cloud of witnesses. It sees an angelic host in that cloud. Doesn't describe what it is, but other portions, these angels say, he's going to come. He's going to return. Well, they're, they're announcing the gospel of the blessed hope of every believer that this Jesus that was lifted up is going to come just like that. In a resurrected, glorified body, come in a cloud. And you know how we're seeing him right now? You're going to see him. But this time it's going to be every eye. See, when he comes back, every eye will see him. And behold, that he is Lord, the consummation that he is Lord. Right now, we see it by faith, the inauguration that Jesus is Lord at his throne. Very few people see that in the world, that that's who Jesus is. You know, maybe Mohammed ascended, yeah? Maybe Buddha was that great teacher. Maybe some of those things all fit together. But did Jacob have a dream about them? Did they, did he, did they see Nathaniel? Did they, did they see, did they ever descend that they might ascend? You know, my, my vocal answer to that is no. Because Peter starts preaching about ascending and descending. You would think, well, his, his sermon, he, he does talk about you crucified Jesus in Acts 2. But he concludes that sermon with Jesus' ascension in Acts chapter 2, verse 33 through 36, Peter ends his sermon, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, he has poured out that this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing, that, that outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So that's Jesus' words in our text today. You know, they wanted to know, hey, is this the time you're going to restore Israel? And for that, they meant, is this the time you're going to whip Romans' butt and we're going to rule the world again? And Jesus says, it's not for you to know the time. Here's the time for you. The time for you is to wait, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and go be my witnesses. And that's the same word for us today. This is the word that's for us today. Yeah, that's what he says. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered to be my witnesses. This is the time. This is the time I want you to know about. We're thinking about those times. They're fixed in the Father's time. But here's your time. Wait and be filled. And that's what's happening, the promise. And that's what Peter says in this sermon. He says, what you're seeing and hearing powerful, mighty rushing wind that's been poured out. It's about the ascension. It's about one, I want to tell you about this, how it ends his sermon. It's about one ascending who's exalted at the right hand of God. And then he says David, and he quotes this psalm, and he says, for David did not ascend into the heavens. He's talking about ascension. He's talking about what we're talking about this morning. He's concluding his sermon about ascension. And then he quotes David in the psalms, Jesus also talked about this scripture to confound the scribes and the Pharisees who thought they knew everything. He quoted this verse, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. That's the verse that Peter closes on. He talks about ascending. And he's saying David didn't ascend. David isn't Lord. Jesus ascended. Jesus is Lord, and he's the only one worthy for you to follow. David was but a shadow. 
Jesus is the substance. He is the one that we should follow. And he is the one that is going to return just as we are. And the meat of the application for us today is that we must fill you, non-believers, with the Holy Spirit. Come on, think of that name of believers today. The powerful wind of the Holy Spirit. Believers, be his witnesses. Be his Lord for Jesus. That's He's Lord. He's reigning. That's what he, when he ascended, you know what he descended? He descended the Holy Spirit. And he said in John, to your advantage that I go away, that I ascend. To your advantage because I'll send you a helper who will live inside of you. Who will live inside of you and empower you in ways that right now I can't empower you. Jesus in the flesh. Jesus standing there. No, I must ascend. Remember Mary clinging on? What's the story after his resurrection? Mary clinging on. What's his message? Let me go that I might ascend. Because I got a power for you, Mary. You think holding on to me is great and glorious right now. But I got a power for you when I ascend. That's a helper, an advantage, an advantage to you that I ascend. Because I'm going to descend. I'm going to send the ultimate descender, my Holy Spirit. And he's going to invade every believer and fill them up and make them. See, Mary, it makes me so me, my resurrected, glorious, five body, victorious over death, hell, and the grave, ascend. Let me ascend to my Father, to your Father, my God, your God. Let me ascend to Him. I'm telling you, Almighty, and then she was there. Jesus in the tomb of a woman, but Mary, the mother of Jesus, Acts 1, they were all gathered in there, in that upper room. Come on, women. Filled with power to be His witnesses. This is our Lord. This is our Lord Jesus as we celebrate today. This is who we offer. Let me tell you about not just my Jesus, but the Jesus of the scriptures, of the holy word, the one who ascended. Let me tell you about this too. And let me tell you, he lifted up from the earth. And many witnesses saw him. Many were conceived as the cloud of glory when he will return in like manner. Can you say amen? Amen. We have an opportunity to celebrate communion. We have these on the sheet. You were spiritualized. Have you seen him lifted up from this earth? And do you see him exalted? sitting at the right hand of God, glorified with power until the Father makes every enemy. Jesus is footstool. That's where he is. Making every enemy his footstool. This is the Jesus that we celebrate in communion. Ascended Jesus, and we remember his descension. We remember his death until he comes. We remember his body that he gave, and we remember his blood that he shed. The night that Jesus was betrayed, 
of the new covenant in my blood given for you for the remission of sins. Bring those sins right back that you offended. He received up into that cloud and he returned to the Father's right hand and he said, Each one receives that. Come on, my children, and be blessed. Be blessed blessings that I offer you in my attention. I bless you. Of course, he did that for a while. Remember, in his ascension, he was blessing them with his hands lifted. It went on for a while until they received this blessing. Your body and you shall bless. 